It's good to see you guys this evening. I'm going to be honest, there's no podium to put my Bible. And that's, that's weird for me, you know? So, and so I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, okay, how do I do this? Do I put the mic under my arm, you know, and try to speak there? That's not going to work. But hey, anyway, good, uh, good, good evening. Glad you guys are here. Uh, we get to uh, hear some great moments that took place in Cuba, and I'm excited about that. There's things that um, we can pray about. This week, we've got sports camp, right? Sports camp's happening this week. We're excited about sports camp. Uh, then, uh, later on uh, this month, we have, the, or actually the following week, we have children's camp. Everybody say children's camp. All right, just so you'll know what's going on. What's that? Somebody said something behind me, I thought, so. And so we have so many things to look forward to, so many things that's taking place, so many things, opportunities we get to pray for. So let's, let's do that now. Father, we come to you, Lord, and we're just thankful that we get to welcome others this evening. Uh, thankful for the things that are taking place uh, this month, the, the things that have already taken place, like the Cuba trip. We pray for those that are going on um, the children's camp. We pray for, for the children and the adults. Father, we pray this coming week. As sports camp comes up, Father, we pray we'll have the opportunity to share the gospel with children that don't know you. We pray you begin to draw them towards you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, good evening, everyone. We're glad that you're here tonight. Uh, this music group that's up here is world famous. Traveled all the way to Cuba. Uh, to perform in various, yeah, yeah. So uh, this group um, did actually go and share music at several churches uh, while we were in Cuba. So we want to sing a few songs that we actually sang while we were in Cuba with you today. Um, so we, we sang a hymn, I Stand Amazed in the Presence. We sang it in English, and the church sang it in Spanish. Um, and then we sang Good, Good Father, um, or Buen Padre. And we will attempt to sing that in Spanish, too, and you can join with us. So um, would you stand together and let's lift our hearts and voices to the Lord as we're here in his presence tonight.
So we sang that song at a Second Baptist, Hatsi Bonico, with uh, Pastor Yonior and his congregation. And we also sang um, Good, Good Father at, I think, every church that we went to almost. Um, uh, Second Baptist, First Baptist, and also um, First Baptist and Placetus. Is that called the First Baptist Church now? Maybe. Um, the church that um, was bought just recently. Um, we, we sang Buen Padre. So from, from a sanctuary that was filled with people in First Baptist Hatibonico to a smaller house church, we sang uh, these songs. So, uh, so join with us in singing in English, and the Spanish words will be up there too if you want to practice them. Uh, the first time we'll sing in English, and then we'll sing in Spanish. So um, if you want to sing in English all the time, that's fine. But um, it'll be fun to give it a shot. Here we go. It's 
Father, we thank you for this truth. That's who you are. You are our Father. And we thank you um, for this wonderful time to share about what you have done um, in this trip to Cuba and this time at, at camp for our students. Father, I pray that you'd be glorified in all things tonight. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all can have a seat. All right. Tonight is a special night. Uh, I hope you will be you, you'll be blessed by hearing the words of testimonies from our students. Uh, so tonight we are going to be uh, sharing from uh, our camp to Centrifuge Camp at Union University in uh, Jackson, Tennessee. Some of you are familiar with that. Centrifuge, if you don't know, Centrifuge is a camp put on by Lifeway, Lifeway Student Ministries, so uh, uh, one of the entities of the Southern Baptist Convention. So uh, they take place all over the country. And so this camp just happens to be two hours away, which is fantastic. Uh, last summer, we went all the way down to Panama City Beach, which was great, but it was very nice being only two hours away. So, uh, but it's a great week, and you're going to hear more about that. It's Monday through Saturday, a week long. Uh, camp is a, it's a special place for a lot of us, for, for myself personally. Uh, it's where I, I surrender to the Lord to, to full-time ministry, and some of our other ministers could say the same thing. Many of you maybe were saved at a camp, or it was a summer camp that the Lord really spoke into your life, and you just took leaps in your faith with your walk with the Lord. So you're going to hear those testimonies tonight. You're also going to hear about our mission trip to Cuba. And I just want to say thank you for your giving that allows us to be able to do both of those events and have these fantastic opportunities and experiences for our students to grow in their faith. Um, And so uh, we're going to have a highlight video for each one of these trips. And so after the video, our students who are sharing are going to come up and they're going to take a seat on one of these stools and then they will share their testimony. So, uh, Brandon, let's go ahead and roll the video for for Centrifuge and students. Y'all come up during that. You knew my sorrow, you saw my shame. You felt my burden, spoke my name by your death. My life is redeemed You took my darkness, not afraid of my doubt Defeated the grave and brought me out By your wounds, I've been made free Let my life tell the story Let my voice speak the truth Jesus Christ, the resurrection, my hope is in you. You see my hurry, you know my plans. You found me wandering and took my hands by your grace. Oh, I'm breathing again. Christ. 
Let my voice speak the truth. Jesus Christ, the resurrection. My month ago our students got to experience um, this amazing opportunity that is camp um, with Fuge and so the, our theme for the week um, was in his image and it was focused around the verse of 2nd Corinthians uh, chapter 3 verse 18 and it says and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of God are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the spirit and so they dug throughout the whole week through this idea of in his image and and in these uh, verses and other verses of just what does it mean to be made in the image of God? Where does this idea of being made in his image come from? And we see that in Genesis with, with the creation of Adam and Eve and life and everything that we interact with on this earth. Within that image was then distorted, and that was day two of a distorted image. Um, and we had the, uh, our camp pastor had the, uh, the illustration of, of a record that got warped and damaged through sun and through, through different elements and, of weather and how this image was distorted and it didn't make the same sound. We don't have the same image as God originally planned us for, but yet that image was then restored through Christ. And we see that in the third day of our camp, um, how Christ came to restore that relationship, to restore our image with God and so we can have an eternal relationship with him. And then our last day, uh, was how that image is then shared. And Jesus came to this earth to share the image of God and what God looks like. And so how do we do that with all those that we come in contact with who are made in the image of God? How do we present the image to those who are also the image of God? Um, hello, everyone. I'm Gavin Smith, um, and I went to Fuge, obviously. Um, so before I start, I'd like to say that I did have something written, but I got nervous, so I'm just going to wing it, so bear with me. Um, before we went to Fuge, I was looking forward to it because it's like the highlight of my summer usually and just usually going and enjoying my time there. But um, this year when we went, when we got there, I, I've talked about this. If you went to Fuge, you heard me say this, but like the minute I got there, I just felt something different come over me. Like the minute we got to Union and it was the Lord just telling me that this is a very important week for you and it's going to be one of the biggest weeks of your life. And I can confirm that it was and is one of the biggest weeks of my life. Um, over the past few years, especially through high school, um, I felt that my relationship with Christ had been, di had felt distant and wasn't as strong as I know it should be and could be. Um, I had a severe sin problem and 
not knowing how to deal with that and not having the courage to talk about that and feel like it's something that I should talk about. Um, and it was just it was just a really hard time in my life, and so I felt like I wasn't able to come to church and be able to be myself and have to put on this this like face around everyone to make myself look better and to make myself look look like the kind of Christian I'm supposed to be. And in, in hindsight, I wasn't. And I'm really thankful and blessed that this week, the week's theme was in his image because, like I said, that was something I was struggling with, with was my image with God. And I think it was the second or third night of worship we had, our pastor, Gary Morgan, was talking about one of his friends that he had back in Nashville and how she felt distant from God and felt that, that she needed to run away from God. And she said, I'm just going to run away because I have no reason to be with God or be a part of the church. And what he said that night really stuck with me, and it was like something that I now live by every day, and that you can run as far as you want. You can feel as far from God as you want, but no matter where you go, God's always going to be there, and he's always going to be around you. So there's no getting away from God. There's no hiding or running from him. And so I realized that in that moment, I just needed to give myself to God and stop trying to run and stop trying to hide my problems and just face them. And I did, or am trying to, and I just feel like I've, I came home a completely different person and I'm working towards fixing that relationship with God. Um, yeah, um, also, since we went to Fuge, I'd always, like, thought about being a staffer and always thought that that was something that would be cool to do, and I was like, mm, maybe not, because that's, like, a long time being away from family, and, like, it's summer, and you want to have fun with your friends over the summer, but this year, I felt God calling me to be a staffer, so hopefully next summer, I'll be at F Union, hopefully Union, or anywhere, staffing. Um, and before I'm done, I'd like to share a story, if that's if we have time. If have to. Um, okay, so one night, Joe was in, a, was in one of the rooms, was in the guys' rooms, and somehow, we, the, we, um, someone got hungry, and f snacks got brought up, and it was past curfew, so this was Joe's idea. I'd like to make that known. This was Joe's idea. We all left our room after curfew, and we all went to Union, which, by the way, Union needs to lock their doors more because none of their doors were locked, and we all went to the vending machines, and we got snacks. So, yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Riley Sanderson. Um, um, this was my first time going to Fuge. Um, I haven't been away from home that much. So going this far and for this long without family or home was a little hard. Um, I had notes, but I think I'm gonna go off the head. Um, the first couple of nights I dealt with being homesick alone. Um, I finally, one of the nights, my homesick got so bad after worship, I went to one of the leaders, because I knew I could trust her. Um, 
and I told her what was going on and she helped me through it and she got the other moms involved. But without the other moms there being my temporary mom, I don't know if I could have made it through there. But knowing that I had them and God right beside me, I made it through there. Um, and it helped out a lot. I'm glad I went. It was so much fun. Um, but I really did have fun. It was so much fun after I got over the fact that home was coming back in just a couple of days. Um, but I really did have fun. Everybody making me laugh with everything that was going on, not always being by the church and getting to meet new people was so fun. And so it was an experience that you can't really explain. But um, that was my experience at Fuge. Hi, my name is Ashton Garner, and I'm not very good at winging it, so I will be going off my notes. <laughs> um, so I'd like to share with you a bit of my, like, incredible experience at Fuge, and also a tiny little sliver of my experience at Cuba, because I went to both. Um, so I've been going to church camp for seven years now, take one out for COVID, and this year we attended Fuge at Union University, and it really was incredible, and it, it always is. Um, camp, since I was in third grade, has been my my highlight of every year, um, I was saved at my third grade church camp, which, so it just has a special place in my heart. I think one of my biggest takeaways, though, from this year was not from worship. It was from Rec Rally. And if you don't know what Rec Rally is, it's kind of like a big get-together, like the whole camp gets together, and it's really fun and kind of messy, and we do it every day. And, you know, it's really hype, but you also get to get into the word and um, prayer. And it's, it's just my favorite part of every day, and it has been since I've been going to Fuge. And um, I think something that the Rec Rally coordinator, she's in charge of Rec Rally. She leads, she le she leads the Bible study. She mentioned every day at the start of Rec Rally that we were on holy ground. And I think that that is, and I've never thought of it like that before. I was like, we're on a messy soccer field, but you know, um, our Rec Rally coordinator, she's saying that we're on holy ground. And I took a second and during all the crazy to think about that, what, what does that mean? It means that wherever we are, whatever we're doing, whoever we're with, as long as we're doing it for the glory of God and as a body of believers, we're on holy ground. And that changed my perspective on everything. From now on, like, I just can't get the thought out of my head. Like, right now we're on holy ground. If we were outside, we'd be on holy ground. It's just wild to me. And I had never thought about that. And I really enjoyed that. So... That was one of my big takeaways. My second big takeaway was from worship, and it was a skit slash speech that our um, like 
speech skit MC did, and it was God loves everyone A to Z. And um, you wouldn't, like, it was something that in the time I was just, like, listening to her, I was like, come on, she's been listing off things for, like, four minutes. Like, it has to end at some point. And then I really took a second to, um, like, just meditate on it. And it's really true. Like, we like to judge people. Um, we have our own interpretations of people. But that doesn't matter to God. He loves us all. He loves us all equally. We're all made in his image. And another cool thing about the speech, God loves everyone A to Z, our interim pastor, Dr. Michael Cabell, gave that almost exact speech last Sunday morning. And I was jaw dropped. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. So God does really awesome things. And then finally, for Fuge, my Bible study won Mega Relay, which is kind of a big deal, so that's awesome. <laughs> Cuba. Cuba was fantastic, more than fantastic. And to say it was life-changing would be probably an understatement. Now, there are countless memories that I could share with you, some very good, some not so good. <laughs> but... I think what really stuck with me was that, no was that we had a language barrier. They spoke Spanish, we did not. So we had to find a way to communicate and share the gospel. And on Monday afternoon, we found a way to do that and we made lots, well, at least I did, I know other people did too. I made lots of new friends speaking different language than I with the help of Google Translate. And I don't think I'll ever forget that I have the capability to share the gospel with people no matter what language they speak. In the end, both Cuba and Fuge have long-lasting effects on my life in very different ways. Cuba is the first of many mission trips I hope to go on. And who knows, maybe I'll be a Fuge camp staffer too someday. My name is Alec Rudy, and I was blessed with the opportunity to go to Fuge in Cuba as well. Um, to start Cuba or Fuge, when I when I got there, um, like a, a lot of these other peers have said, it's always something you look forward to. Um, you've been there in the past, so you know how it's going to be. You know what you're going to, in a sense, experience. Um, how close you're going to feel to God because you're spending a week only focused on God with no distractions, because you are so filled with all your time, focused on God in many different ways. And time and time again, every year we go, we know that's what we're gonna get, and it's something we always look forward to. But this year, when I arrived on campus, it felt a little different. I don't, I don't know why, um, still can't tell you why, but I just, I didn't have, I guess in a sense the excitement that I did in years previous. Um, and the Lord, um, I, I didn't really focus like I should have the first few days, but on the, the second and third day, the Lord really hit me hard. Um, I started to focus on in Bible study and focus in worship and 
the Lord really spoke to me in a way that I really can't even explain. Um, to start in Bible study, like we talked about in his image, um, God really put it on my heart that I don't have the ability to make fun of people for something that God has given them. God has made us all in his image, and therefore I have no right to judge them for something like that. And that really hit me hard because in high school and middle school, as you all have all been through, but that is something that is very easy to joke with your friends about. It's something about somebody else. And that really hit me hard because that was something that I had done through my school years. And in worship, we, it was great getting to see Gary again. He was our camp pastor again this year, and we've had him a couple years prior. But I just, every night, I just, I would just cry. And I, I could I don't know why. I didn't know why. But I know it was the Lord speaking to me. Um, I have thoughts of maybe he was calling me into ministry. Um, maybe he's calling me um, to be closer to him. I, I'm still trying to figure out how and what the Lord wants with my life. But I know that the Lord was speaking to me and the Lord was close to me that, that week. And I know he's close to me every week. But Fuge holds a special place in my heart um, because that is uh, the place that I have turned my life around many times when I have been in my darkest times, uh, been in my deepest of, of sin struggles. But uh, every year that I go to Fuge is the years that I am able to get pulled out of my dark hole of sin and focus back on God. And this year was the same way. I got pulled out of my sin that I've been struggling with and, I focused, and I've been focusing more on God. As we all know, that is a challenge every day as we have so many distractions put in our life. But every day we have to strive to do better and that's what I'm doing with my life every day. I also was, like I said, blessed to go to Cuba. And the people there are indescribable. Their hearts are on fire for the Lord. They don't care how hot it is. They don't care how far they have to walk to get to church. They don't care any condition. They're going to church every time the doors are open and they are focusing and worshiping on God. And that's what spoke to me the most that week. We, we were blessed to go to four or five different church services and every service was the same. No matter how old the people were, no matter how young the people were, all of their hearts were focused and wanting the Lord. And I looked back at home and I, I was thinking, and I, we have so much we're blessed with here. We have microphones, we have air conditioner, we have lights. All they have is one or two fans in their sanctuary, but they don't complain. <laughs> they don't even think about it. The minute they walk in the doors, they start focusing on the Lord. And that's, that's really what spoke to me the most. But I also wanna share another way we were blessed as a, as a whole team. One of the church um, that Kenny was mentioning is one that recently was just bought. All it is would be, um, it's in like the size of someone's garage. It's an outdoor garage, but that's all it is. And the church had bought the house next to it and is going to expand. But we were blessed while we were there as a team to combine enough money 
to be able to buy another house on the opposite side. While we were in the service, they were praying, or they asked for prayer because they didn't know how they were gonna come up with the money. And what did you know? We, we all gathered up, and we did some math, and we figured out what we needed to give as a team. They needed $500 to be able to purchase this home to expand their church even more. As we were in the service, people were walking by, but the, the room was so full that they just kept walking. They didn't, they, they didn't wanna stand, so they didn't stop. So we gathered in a room and, and got away from all the translators and um, all the people there, and we just had a, a team meeting and just really talked about how much it would be to be able to connect with these people because we purchased this home for them to expand in. And that's, that's another thing that, that's been held deep in my heart is that I have this connection to Cuba, to this church in Cuba, because I have money that went into purchasing this home. And that's pretty well sums up my trip. So thank you. Yeah. Alec, you left out one detail. This was a student-led meeting. You, they told all the adults to go away, and the students got together and did this on their own. So that's fantastic. So. Hi, I'm McCall Johnson. I am the youth intern for the summer, and I just want to start off by saying that I love this student ministry. It's, it's such a huge blessing in my life, and your kids are so blessed. Your students are so blessed to be under Joe and Micah, and they're incredible, and this ministry is incredible, um, but now I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience at Fuge. So I had never been to a Fuge camp before, much less met a lot of these students, so that was like a two-in-one for me. And it's safe to say that I was very nervous because I wanted to be received well, but at the same time, I didn't want the students to have to put in the effort into coming to me. I wanted to be able to go to them. But it was no problem. The students are beyond welcoming, and I felt so incredibly loved. And from that moment forward, I began to love them and love them so much. I didn't realize I could love a group of many, many kids this much, but I do. And it's very exciting. And something I also picked up before we took off for Fuge is how excited they were about Fuge. And I, like I said, I've never been to a Fuge camp. The church that I went to did a different camp. And that was also very nerve-wracking for me because, you know, new things are out of my control. And so that's something I had to give up to the Lord as well. But um, it, was, it was a great experience. Fuge is fun. It's exciting. It's consistently going, 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 at least for the students, and you get little to no sleep, especially if you're on an air mattress, but that's like paradise for students. Um, and one of the things that really stuck out to me was, well, my first introduction to the students' hearts was worship, and being able to worship alongside them and get to see their hearts and know what the rest of my summer, or a glimpse of what the rest of my summer was gonna look like was really special to me. And I was very thankful to do that. Um, I, I was emotional a couple of times, just realizing the blessings that the Lord was sharing with me being a part of this. Another thing that um, really stood out to me was just how much the students love each other and how they are just excited to be around each other. And so that's really awesome. But I wanna talk a little bit about interning since I wasn't at Fuge the whole week. Um, I'm not, I wasn't really sure what to expect being an intern here. It was a really big church. I came from a really little church. So this was a lot for me to step out into. 
But I have learned so, so much, and I'm so grateful. I've learned a ton about this church, the ins and outs. I've learned a ton about ministry in general, which is always exciting. And I've also learned how to handle about 500 plus hamburgers and what to do with them. My very first Wednesday night, might I add, very first one. Um, and so it's all been really exciting and really fun. There's a bunch of different challenges, but you know, it's okay, you roll with it. Um, I also am very thankful for Joe and Micah. I don't think two people could possibly make me laugh more, even though most of the time I'm laughing at them and not with them. And I've learned from them and I'm just, seeing the way they care about the students is incredible, but I'm also very thankful for the way they care about me and teaching me and showing me the ropes. It's been a really incredible opportunity and journey. And I just wanna highlight again, the student ministry is incredible and you guys should continue to be in prayer for it and continue to give in that direction. I mean, there's no telling what the student ministry can do and I'm excited to see the strides it'll take and I'm sad that the summer is wrapping up because that means I'm going with, but yeah. All right, hey, y'all can have a seat. We're gonna shift and uh, focus on the last part about Cuba. Mission trip, we had 16 go uh, to Cuba. Uh, some of them the first time flying anywhere, so that was fun. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll share a little bit more about that. So students, as the video's playing, y'all come on up here. Uh, watch this a highlight video that shares a little bit about uh, our trip to, to Cuba. So.
Okay. Um, hi, my name is Lindy. Um, going into this trip, I knew, I knew, like, I wanted to go on a mission trip, and then conveniently, Joe was like, hey, we're going to Cuba. So, um, <laughs> I got to do that, and it really, it really was an experience, like, I didn't expect it. I always, before I do anything like this, pray to God and just pray that he shows me something that I'm not expecting because, you know, no matter what it is, I usually, I went into it with like an expectation. We're going to, we're going to go here and there's going to be these people that need Jesus and we're going to um, preach to them. But it ended up really um, being so much different than that. I, what I didn't realize was how big the love for the Lord was already there. Um, the people in Cuba, you know, they don't have all the material things to worry about, but they do have, they had a great fellowship and a love for God that, and it's not clouded by all the worldly things that you, we seem to focus on here. Um, so it was a very clear example of how God, no matter the country, the government, or the language, like he is there and he is very evident and he is working. So even though there was language barrier, we were still able to communicate more than I thought we would. And we could build these relationships with people and the relationships we built um, were a lot more personable than I thought they were, than I thought they were going to be. And that allows me and the rest of our team to pray more specifically for them because something I learned last year at camp and we talked about it this year too is specificity leads to visibility um, in prayer so like I can pray for these people in Cuba by name and I can I can see their faces when I'm praying for them so I think that is really cool um, a and one of the biggest things for me is our fellowship that we had like with the youth because we're youth and then they had their youth there that we had a lot of, that we had a few days that we got to spend time with. And some of them I, I was, ended up being really good friends with and I was actually talking to them a few days ago about how we're gonna all come together here and share our experience here and they, when we were talking, they were like, they sent me something for me to read for y'all. It's kind of like, because we're sharing our perspective, but then what's their perspective, us coming to them? So I'm going to read this real quick. Um, he said, I must be quite honest and admit that we are used to receiving foreign Americans in our church. But honestly, I have never created such an affinity with anyone else as I did with this last group that arrived from Kentucky. Perhaps one of the main reasons is because young people of my age came, something that had never happened in our church. Usually, many adults always come, but the young people never have. And this experience of receiving them was satisfactory because we were able to understand how the Christian youth of a different country thinks. And it was a unique experience because these things 
are not understood when many adults come, as has happened before. I spoke, I told the kids that I didn't know, that I didn't speak English very well until I was able to talk face to face with this group of people. And that was one of the most positive things I saw from this trip. I was able to break my barrier of speaking English with people that speak natively. Um, practically the only difference between us, I realized, is the language. I am grateful to God for the life of the lives of this group and Kenny and Joe and how he has used us in a great way. So that was just um, something that they sent me. I'm very thankful I got to be part of this trip. Um, it truly opened my eyes to um, how God can work and how he, he will meet you anywhere, everywhere. Um, and so you can truly spread the gospel and make an impact at any age. You don't, you don't have to be a grown, full missionary as you would think to be able to spread. You can spread the gospel. So, yeah. Thank you. Hey, I'm Peyton. And a lot of the times when people are like, hey, how was Cuba? I'm like, oh, it's so good. And that's pretty much my answer. So if you got that answer from me, um, this, is, this is my real feelings. Because um, I haven't really been able to like process it and like think about actually how cool and amazing it was. So um, for those of you that don't know, last summer at Fuge Camps, I surrendered my life to missions. And I didn't really know what that looked like. And this mission trip that we got to go on, my mom and me were in our room. And it was hot, and it was sweaty, and we were tired. And she was like, not in like a snarky way. She was just like, so this is what you want to do for the rest of your life? I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but like, I was like, this is so incredible how much of an impact we could have on these people, like just visiting them for a week, and how much of an impact they had on me just being around them. Um, the people that we got to meet were probably my favorite part of it. The youth that were there, like Lindy said, and how other people have said, they were just so welcoming and friendly and their worship was just so vibrant and joyful. Like, it was truly inspiring to see their faith in a much different circumstance. Like, they don't have barely any of the things like we have. Um, Joe was actually preaching a message on like keeping the faith in hard times and he was giving examples of like, oh, and you don't have oil and electricity, keep the faith. And they were like, ha, we don't have that half the time anyways. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so another great thing that God showed me was how amazing they served us. Like, when we came, we were a little nervous, and we were like, okay, we're just going to kind of be guests at this little place we're staying at. But they really just showed us so much hospitality and really treated us like kings and queens. Like, we were just so blessed to be around them, and that really showed me how how important it is to serve others and how to serve other believers and just everyone. Uh, yeah, so basically this whole trip was just really incredible for me and showed me how important it is to love on people and to share Jesus with them. And actually this trip 
helped me get out of my comfort zone because we were encouraged to share our testimonies. And that wasn't something I've like usually done before. And I went up there and did it. And I was like, oh, these people listened to me and they could have like taken something away from that. That's really cool how my story can like impact people. So that's all I got. <laughs> My name is Rachel, and this trip, as others have said, is still just kind of hard for me to put into words, so kind of have a little summary that I'm going to stick to, otherwise I'll probably like ramble about it forever. So, um, like Peyton said, when people have asked, it's kind of been that answer, like, oh, it was great, but I've kind of had some time with this opportunity to put it into words. So, um, I had the privilege to do something new, and that was to serve on my first mission trip, in six short days, we served in three towns and met so many people. My most asked question upon my return home was, what was your favorite part of the trip? And each time I would try to like, think of a favorite part and you know, so many things would come to my mind and I'd just kind of stand there for a minute and try to think of something to answer with. Um, but one question I was asked, um, which was, what is Cuba like, made me think and I kind of, the person that asked me that, I kind of think I just stood there and looked at him for a second because that was a, that was a big question to kind of fit into one answer. But after thinking about it more, I wanted to try to put it into better words to share with you all. So, Cuba is a beautiful country with beautiful buildings, beautiful creations, and the hearts of beautiful people. Many of the Christians there suffer for the sake of the gospel, unlike we do here in so many ways. Um, most of them are asked if they are for the government or against it, leaving the, the Christians, which are encouraged to tell the truth, um, to obtain really low-paying jobs so they don't have very much. Um, and like Peyton said, all the people there treated us like royalty, and they even offered us their Christmas meal, which was a really big deal. Um, <laughs> the places that we stayed were unlike many of the citizens' homes that were actually in the areas that we were in. Um, and not in any way being critical, but if you all were to compare them or we were to compare them to our homes now, they would be a significant downgrade. You never knew if the power was going to go out, when it would go out, how long it would be out, whether your air conditioning would be working or if it would be <laughs> blowing cold air or if you could fix it if it wasn't blowing cold air. Um, if you would have hot water, which I didn't use because that was a switch in the shower and I didn't want to mess with that, and it was hot enough as it was that the cold was great. Um, and you didn't know if you'd have water pressure either, which many of us experienced, and you stood there until it came back on, <laughs> if it came back on. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's a very normal thing there. But I know if these things were the best that they had to offer us, that much, many of the people there had so much less. But I can say throughout our whole stay that I did not hear one person grumble or complain about their circumstances um, or complain or compare us, um, you know, like shame us, I guess, from coming from a place that has so much. But instead they praised God for what they did have. And I believe that that summed up the best um, to the question, what is Cuba like? But also after thinking about it, I have to say that my favorite part of being there was probably um, when I guess the same people that were on the stage earlier were singing um, at First Baptist Hati Benico, and we were singing a song that we thought that they would know, and it, we were singing in English, so it took them a minute, I guess, to figure out what we were singing, but once they kind of caught onto the tune, they began to sing in Spanish, and we kept singing in English, but in this big, empty room, not empty, but big, like, 
you know, it's not fancy like all the lights we have here. It was crammed with people that were hot, and there was like two fans, um, no air conditioning. The room was just so loud with praise to the same God, but in two different languages. Um, and at that moment, it was really evident that God wasn't going to use the language barrier as something to defeat us. So many of us, whether we learned it in the classes we took at school or brushed up on it before we went, <laughs> um, knew enough Spanish to kind of get by, but um, like peop other people have said, many of them were working on their English. So through hand motions or struggling to find words uh, or say words in English and make them sound like they're Spanish, uh, many, many of us were able to get what we needed out and have a conversation with these people, which was something really special that we kind of didn't expect. Um, but that was both challenging and fun. We made lifelong friendships with youth and adults, and I hope to get to see them again, but many of us have said and um, have been reminded that if we don't see them on the earth again, we will meet them one day again in heaven. Um, I'm thankful just for the hearts of the people there. And how they were an encouragement. <laughs> Literally just said I wasn't going to do this. Oops. Okay. Anyways, um, and I'm thankful for this team that the Lord put together because none of us, um, we all just came together and worked so well with the things that we were um, given and the tasks that we were given to do. And um, it was just a great trip and I encourage anybody that has the opportunity to go on a mission trip <clears throat> to do that. So, thank you. <laughs> Uh, hello, I'm Ethan Rivera, and I'm going to skip all the funny jokes that I had because it's getting late and we don't want Nehemiah falling asleep again for the millionth time. <laughs> um, Cuba is amazing. The, the people are, are beautiful and faithful and loving, and it was just something that I wasn't going to expect. I, I came in expecting, and eh, we're going to come to these churches. They're mostly going to be house churches, which most of them were, other than First Baptist Hattipanenko. And they're not going to be filled with a lot of people. There are going to be a couple people here and there. It's going to be really hot, which actually, it was hotter in Kentucky than it was in Cuba the week we went, which is crazy. Um, but you guys had air conditioning. We had some fans and a cold shower that didn't work. Uh, <laughs> but just being up on stage and playing guitar in the 15 different keys that Kenny kept telling us to play, even though they were all wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, Rachel just gave up playing keyboard because it just, it was, it was too hard. Uh, just like Kenny gave up on painting that house. Uh, <laughs> but just being up there and standing there and looking out in the crowd and seeing how many people were choosing to come to church when they didn't have to, when, I mean, coming to church is, it's, I don't really know how to explain it. it. It's something that 
their society and their government and, and just everything is so against, yet we had a church filled with people, though they had no AC, they had a couple of fans, their sound system isn't as good as ours, they don't have crazy lights, they, their, their board, their soundboard is one dude up there with a, a MacBook and a, an old soundboard and they are just so faithful and looking out and seeing them worship is, is just amazing and it's something that I could never unsee. Hello, my name is Logan. And uh, so my time in Cuba last month was a truly amazing experience. There was a lot of firsts for me, like being out of America or riding a plane or knowing that uh, airports are like malls after you get through security, because I didn't know that. And I also drank coconut water out of coconut, which is pretty cool. Anyway, so we, when we first ride, arrived in Cuba, I didn't know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how the trip was going to pan out, but as it, as it went on, I got more adjusted and used to things, and I'd honestly stay there for like a month if I, if I could. But anyway, the first morning we were there, which Rachel mentioned this, uh, even though there's no AC, there's not a lot of space. I remember being crushed by Joe over here, sitting down, and. Even though they didn't have all these luxuries that we have, they were, they were extremely loud when they sang. They were so loud, my, my, my chest was vibrating. Like, that's how loud they were. So when we went up to sing, whether it was in English or Spanish, they stood up and they sung along loudly. And that was just truly an amazing experience. They were filming us. And it was just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they did. So at the, after that service, we went to the back doors, and they all, like, full, all, the whole members of the church came out, and we had the opportunity to shake all of their hands. They would say, Deus Lambediga, which is God bless you. Some even tried to kiss my cheek or my chest, which was extremely awkward, but it was really, it was really cool to see all their, you know, the happiness on their faces. So this, this, probably, this made me feel like, and probably all of us, that even though we're from two completely different countries, we are a family under the same God, and that was extremely powerful to me. And it was like that throughout the whole week, talking and hanging with the youth from their churches, we really hit it off with them. Thankfully, their English was better than our Spanish, so, because me know Espanol. Uh, they, we were able to get our points across and really bond with them in the three days that we were able to hang out with them. And also, being in Cuba just opened my eyes to what we have and how will we take advantage of it, and how we're not grateful for what we have. So a quick little story. One of our translators, Jan Yor, uh, we were talking about this movie called Napoleon Dynamite. And uh, you know, you know he, he, the more I talked about it, the more he wanted to watch it. And so we tried to pull it up on YouTube, but he couldn't watch it. He's really bummed out. And you know they don't get to watch a lot of movies over there. So I said I promised him that I would buy Napoleon Dynamite and send it with the next team to give it to him. Uh, but my main takeaway was what I, has to be the point I made earlier, that we worship the same God. Some people don't even know the cities we were in or even what Cuba is, yet they are there worshiping the same Lord and Savior we do. And as the week went along, I fell in love with worshiping with them and seeing their passion for the Lord is what I strive to have, is what we all should strive to have. 
Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Psalm 95.6 says, Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. And that's exactly what they did. I'm so thankful that I was able to go on this trip, and I'll forever be grateful for it. Gracias. <laughs> So our, our trip was more than just, it wasn't just a fun trip. We had a lot of fun, but it wasn't a fun trip. Um, we did some evangelism, but, but that wasn't the point of our trip. We, did, we attempted some construction, but uh, with some painting. Uh, our main goal with this trip, and what we try to share with the students, is we want to come and support and encourage the local church there in Cuba and just serve alongside of what the Lord is doing and encourage the pastors uh, the church in Cuba is, is exploding and growing, and so we just want to be a part of that. Our, our shirts say, pray, serve, love, and we want to let the Cubans know that, hey, we're praying for you as you pray for us, and we're come to serve with you, and, and we love you just in the same way that Christ loves all of us. And you, you heard from our students the, the impact that that trip had on them for the rest of their life as well. And so um, for me, just in closing for tonight, uh, Lord gave me an opportunity to preach in Cuba, and which is fantastic, and I had been working on a sermon that I thought I was going to do, and the Lord's like, no, nah, you're not going to do that one. You're going to do a different one. And I, I didn't really think much of it, but it was in that sermon, it was from Romans 1, um, had a quote from the book of Habakkuk, and just keeping the faith. Now, Habakkuk says, the righteous shall live by faith, and Paul quotes it in Romans 1.17. And then I read from, from the end of Habakkuk chapter 3, uh, verses 17 through 19, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. The produce of the olive field failed, and the fields yield no f food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take great joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on the high places. And the people of Cuba are going through a great crisis at this time. There's no food, no oil or anything like that. They're their basic needs, and yet they still show up. They still rejoice in the Lord. And I had a lady sweet little old lady came up to me. She was trying to tell me something I couldn't understand. I was trying, and so I think, Jeff, you might have come over and tell me, but she was saying Habakkuk was Cuban. Habakkuk was Cuban. Lord, how long are we going to have to wait? How long are we going to have to suffer through this? But I'll still praise you. I'll still rejoice. I'll still take great joy in the God of my salvation. So maybe you're here tonight, or maybe you're watching online, you don't know about this great joy about the Lord. We want you to know that, that you can know. The same God in Cuba, the same God who's here. Though, though we have a lot or we have a little, we have all that we need in Christ Jesus. And so if, if that's you tonight, you're watching online, we're, we're going to have a moment of, uh, of invitation now, of response time. love for you to, to give your life to the Lord if you're watching online, if you're here in person as well. But if you would stand and join me in a word of prayer, if there's a decision you need to make tonight, why not tonight? But let's pray. Father, we are thankful for this time that we could be here together and to hear about your great work, what you're doing in Cuba and, Father, in the lives of camps all across this country. Um, Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the joy of our salvation. So, Father, whether there's someone here in person or online who does not know you as Lord and Savior, doesn't know the joy that comes from knowing you and being known by you, God, I pray tonight would be the moment that they would say yes to you and cast all their cares on you because, Father, you care for us. So, Father, would you have your way? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. 
finds in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as As we get ready to go, I'll just quickly add my own testimony of going on the trip. I did not want to go. There's a whole bunch of things going on here at Lone Oak. There's a lot of things going on uh, in my family. I, we haven't, hadn't had time uh, much for working, hadn't had time much for family time. Um, but man, I'm glad I did. The standing there on Sunday morning and hearing, hearing the church at the top of their lungs, belting out because he lives in English and Spanish and knowing that that though he, that the, though they believed that the Lord was going to deliver them at some point and provide everything that they needed, he hadn't done it yet and still because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet, but uh, I see several of our kids who you've heard from tonight who will one day be in missions and ministry uh, with, as their vocation. There will be some of those kids that we'll hear from. Um, they'll come back and they'll give testimonies and we'll hear what the Lord has done and we'll rejoice. Um. This will be a surprise to some of you, but coming up in October, at the end of the month, uh, we're going to have a missions conference here that'll be where we'll bring in some of our supported missionaries from around the globe. We're praying that uh, Renee and Yanyor from Cuba will be among them. So pray along with us that all the because there's a lot of a lot of little details that have to come together for them to be able to get out of Cuba and to the United States. It's a whole lot easier for us to go there than it is for them to get here. Uh, so pray um, along with us, and we're going to have uh, folks from that we've supported for years who will be here uh, at the end of October. Make a note of it. It's the Global Outreach Celebration uh, right here at Lone Oak. So as we go tonight, uh, let's go out with joy, knowing that we've uh, heard what the good report of what God has done. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for Jesus. The chance to get to proclaim his holy name, to proclaim your holy name to the nations. We're reminded tonight from the kids who went to Fuge and the kids who went to Cuba that we are all made in the image of God, and we have worth and value, and Jesus has died for every one of us. And until the whole world hears, we pray that you'd give us the opportunity to tell one more. That one day, when we were with you for all eternity, we'll look around and see those who shared the gospel with us and the ones that we've had the opportunity to share the gospel with. 
go with us this week and give us the chance to share with one more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good night.